He wrapped his arms around Rui's body. For the second time, he held him. They were seventeen and hungry when they first met, in the back of a cattle wagon heading east to the wheat fields. Rui pulled him up without a word, but later he said, There's work enough for all. That's what I hear. Joao nodded, and when the hills had subsided and the great plain stretched out like a golden promise, he leaned across and said, Anyone who wants work can find it. They moved their asses on the wooden slats and pretended they weren't sore, and looked out further than they had ever seen before. White villages stamped like foam on the blue, the land breaking against the sky. On the third day they put down on the edge of a small town, and the children who ran up to meet the wagon were bitten hard. No different from Joao's brothers and sisters. Joao looked at Rui, but Rui set his mouth and swung his legs over the side, the same as the other men. The older ones got called and went to cut cork or plough the fields, while Joao and Rui stood up tall with their hands in their pockets. Joao was so hungry he felt it in his legs and his hands and his scalp. They walked through the hovels, the women lining the doorways, the dogs nosing the gutters, and came to the centre. We'll stick together, said Rui. He had green eyes and a fine nose and white skin, as though he'd never been out in the sun. If someone wants us, he'll have to take us both, said Joao, as if he were master of his destiny. They scrounged half a loaf at the café by scrubbing the floor and humping the rubbish to the tip, and slept on the cobbled street with their mouths open. When he woke, the first thing Joao saw was Rui's face. He thought the pain in his stomach was pure hunger. Side by side they scavenged and slept. They milled about with the other men waiting for work and learned a lot. How to eke out a few words to last a conversation. How to lean against a wall. How to spit. And how to fill up on indifference. At the top of the square was a two-storey building with bars on the bottom window. Joao had never seen a prison before. The prisoners sat in the window and talked to friends or received food from relatives. One day, a dozen or more people had gathered. Joao and Rui had nothing else to do. He talks about sacrifice. Who is making these sacrifices, my friends? Ask yourselves. No one looked at the prisoner. They were just hanging around, waiting, though there was nothing to wait for. The prisoner clutched the bars and pressed his face to them. His nose escaped. Salazar, he said, is not making sacrifices. There was a general stirring as if fear had blown in on the dry wind. Listen to me, said the prisoner. His face was thin and pinched as though he'd spent too long trying to squeeze it out of the narrow opening. In the whole of the Alentejo, four families owned three quarters of the land. It was like this too in other countries, like Russia. But now the Russian land belongs to the Russian people. Each man averted his face from every other. It was not safe to read another's thoughts. Joao glanced at Rui. Rui did not know what the others knew or was too reckless to care. He looked directly at the prisoner. The people make the wealth, but the wealth does not belong to the people. Men withdrew their hands from their pockets as if emptying their savings before leaving town. The prisoner slid his fingers between the bars and flapped his wrists. It is forbidden for us to go barefoot. Salazar forbids it. 
the man laughed, and the laugh was as free as the body was caged. Look, this is how we must bind our feet. As long as our feet are in slippers and rags, our bellies must be full. An old man with a bent back, obliged to gaze at feet the long day through, grunted a loud assent. A younger man, blinking back tears of fury, said, It is true. The prisoner tipped back into the dark cell as though wrenched by some unknown force, perhaps by the darkness itself. Each free man discovered he had something to do elsewhere. Rui, said Joao, we better go. Rui stood with his hands on his hips and tossed his head like a bullfighter. It's finished, said Joao. He grabbed Rui's elbow and dragged him away. Later a man came to the square and beckoned Joao. You want to work? Anything, said Joao. Please. Come.